It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA is Thursday afternoon. 547-1610 is the number. Also via email, 610KONA.com, the bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And we are on Twitter at bottom line 610 on Parlor at the bottom line 610. Robin Ed hanging with you. And, um, well... Where do we begin? Oh boy, it's been a it's been an interesting. It's apparently we have we have we have achieved collective woke. Have we? Well, I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I mean between oh. Dis, between Disney, the the new name of the key arena. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think we're just we're just getting. I mean, now we've known Disney's been woke for a while, but. Uh, you know, it's just it's interesting how all this is coming at once. Now, to be fair to Disney, this has been planned for a couple of years. Um, yeah, they've been they've been working on storyboards and they've been working on this change for a couple of years. Um, and in a way, it's it's kind of like the whole what we discussed regarding the Jefferson Davis statue in in Kentucky. Um, you know, Splash Mountain hasn't been in existence since 1950. In fact, they built it in 1983. Right. And they decided, and this is probably the, well, I shouldn't say it this way because it was actually in re-release. For those that aren't aware, Splash Mountain is based on the Disney film Song of the South. Uh, Right, correct. And Song of the South came out in 1946. Different time. Different time. Um, It was... One of, if not the first, live-action animated combination films made. It also garnered an Oscar for the song Zippity Doo mm-hmm. James Basket, who played Uncle Remus and was also the voice of Br'er Fox, oh, yeah. received an honorary Oscar. Yeah. And Hattie McDaniel, who was in the movie as well, was the first black woman to win an Oscar for her portrayal, or for her role, I should say, in Gone with the Wind. So, dare I say, fairly progressive move by Disney back in the day. Right. So, but here's the thing, and one of the things that's always been a criticism of the movie is that it glossed over, you, you never really knew when it took place. You you know, plantation was, was referenced, you, you know, the word slave was never used. You didn't know what, you know, what necessarily Uncle Remus did. Um, but they, they, they didn't address the, you know, best way to put it. You didn't know if it took place pre-Civil War, post-Civil War. You didn't know necessarily what era it was taking place in other than it was in Atlanta, Georgia. There was a plantation, um, and you had mixed race characters. Yes. In the movie along with animation. Yes. People who have been, and, and people protested the movie when it came out mm-hmm. in 1946. Mm-hmm. 
saying that it didn't address these issues and that it was stereotypical and that it was glossing over slavery and all these other things. People who've defended the movie over the years turned around and, and pointed to the positive messages that have come out of it. Um, the relationship between Uncle Remus, the, the relationship between the races in the movie. Yes. And different things like that. So you, you've had this 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 back and forth. Since its initial release in 1946, Song of the South has been re-released in theaters multiple times. The last time, I believe, was in the 1980s, coinciding with Splash Mountain. They was they began building it in 83. The 40th anniversary was in 86, and I believe there was a 40th anniversary re-release in theaters in 1986. Okay. As the years went on, the criticisms grew. Now... Song of the South has never been released for purchase by Disney in the United States. It's never been on home video. It's never been on DVD, never been on Blu-ray. It had been released in other countries. It had been released in Europe. Uh, It was able to be purchased over there, but never for purchase here in the United States. Disney to this day still considers it to be a landmark film and considers it to be a Disney classic. Those within Disney have said it is an antiquated film, that it is, you know, and, and there are many things that are antiquated in, in certain movies in certain era, eras are antiquated. But Disney announced today, they've been working on this for a couple of years, they've announced today that Splash Mountain will, the theme of Song of the South will be replaced with The Princess and the Frog. Mm, okay. That takes place in New Orleans. Right. Another area where there is, if you look at it, kind of, um, there are some similarities to the um, environment. And what I mean by, I mean the natural environment, bogs, water, swamp, different stuff like that to kind of keep that, you keep the Splash Mountain theme together by bringing in something that was set in the bayou. Yeah. So you get to keep that element, but they're they're re-storyboarding, redesigning everything. Yeah. with with Splash Mountain, you know, it's Disney's a private company; they can do whatever they want. You know, it's yeah. it's it's their park; it's their thing. They can do whatever they want with it. It's just interesting making this announcement now. Yeah the 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 announcement to now uh, now of this, like you said, it's been in the works for a couple of years. Uh, you know, why not make that announcement a year ago or? closer to the time of its release. Um, I think it's clear why they're announcing this now. But, you know, in in Disney's defense, though, if you think about it, and you made reference uh, to one of the characters, in the last, I don't know, 20 years or so, uh, Disney has put forth many uh, movies and put forth many characters, mostly princesses, of various ethnic and even religious backgrounds um, and and put them, you know, as the centerpiece of the movie. It's not just Snow White, you know, or, right. you know, the, the classic, you know, older characters. They, they're very much diverse. So this is this does go in line with the way that they've been moving for some time. But look, you said it. They, they are a private. I mean, they're not just a company. They're a, a giant. Right. Disney Corporation. Uh, is a giant. You look at Disney, you look at Nike, you look at all these mega companies that have kind of 
gone with the wind, so to speak. Whichever way the wind is blowing, they will come out and make statements or release a line of clothing or uh, have some sort of a campaign or slogan. And they don't really believe that stuff. That's my opinion. They don't really believe that stuff. They're doing it to make money. They, they're going with what they feel either their base customers want to hear or possibly to, uh, to tap into a market that had been lacking. You know, it, and, and Nike has taken some major hits too. I mean, Nike, Nike, for better or for worse, Nike hitched their wagon to Colin Kaepernick years ago. And and that and that whole thing that you know, and we know the story there. Nike. That's not the only example, but that's the biggest one that I can think of. Nike is just announced today, huge losses, huge revenue losses, seven hundred ninety million from the fourth quarter of twenty nineteen. How much of that is pandemic related? You know, people just aren't spending money. I, th- I think a lot of companies are... are... Fourth quarter's pre-pandemic. Okay, so it was, la- it was last fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Okay. It's fourth quarter. I thought it was first quarter. No, okay. it's fourth quarter earnings. $790 okay, so million pre-pandemic. Oh, yeah. So pre-pandemic. So, okay, so you can take that off of the table then um, and, and just look at the general direction that Nike has gone. Uh, in the, so they've taken a big hit. So... What do you do if you're Nike? Do you change course? Do you stick it out, you know, with this very woke statements that they've made and, and uh, again, hitching their wagons to, to certain um, political and ideological views in an effort to make a buck? That's, that's the risk that you run when, when, you, when, you, when you do something like that. You know, when you... When you take a stand on everything, you truly don't take a stand on anything. One of the things that, to keep in mind with this, too, is, and, and while we're looking at it you know, in, in a parallel in one way, Disney, in its attempt to reach children, has been less over. They've had a lot of subliminal stuff. A lot of kind of flying under, you know, adults might pick it up, but the kids aren't necessarily picking it up as far as messaging and different things like that, as far as, you know, quote, wokeness. Um, But Nike has been in your face. They have. Nike has been absolutely in your face with far left darling causes and in their commercials are basically telling you that this this is this is basically what you need to accept if you want to wear Nike or you want to you, you want to sport the Nike brand. This is what you need to accept. Well, seven hundred ninety million dollars went somewhere else in the fourth quarter, and not to Nike because people are only going to get beat over with a, over the head with a club for so long before they decide they're going to buy Reebok or Under Armour or somebody who is not putting out every single commercial as a political or social theme. And that wears on people. It does. I mean, people don't, well, they don't expect to see a sneaker commercial make a political statement. 
Over and over and over again. Exactly. Over and over and over and over and over again. Now, imagine the money they paid Colin Kaepernick versus the money they lost. And Nike really in a hole Yeah. regarding that. 547-1610. This is the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. And get in by phone. Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the Bottom Line's page at 610KONA.com. Back to the Bottom Line with Robin Ed. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610 is the number if you would like to get involved in the program. And uh, it looks like, Ed, the uh, the Chaz, Chop, whatever you want to call it, ASOP, is, is, is ending its its run. Um, it's at least winding down. It's, it's there'll, winding there'll, down. There'll be, there's a lot fewer people there, but there will be some diehards that will stay there until the police remove them. Yeah, people got bored. Um, yeah, it was nice. It was a cup of coffee, but we know the attention span. For a couple weeks, right? Yeah, and the attention span dwindled. Uh, it wasn't as much fun anymore. and you know That is actually about the attention span of m- many people yeah. in this country right yeah. now is a few weeks. Yeah, so, it's about right. So, so it's time to move on to something else. So there's a video floating around of a African-American gentleman helping to dismantle the chop and chaz by hurling some barricades in a few directions and moving some tables and some some cones and isn't it know. interesting though on the same day that a lawsuit was filed or was that yesterday the lawsuit that was filed by an attorney representing residents and business owners in that in and around that mm-hmm. area not all within the quote unquote boundaries of Chaz or Chop but those in the immediate area as well filed a lawsuit against the city of Seattle, namely Jenny Durkin, the mayor, um, and Governor Jay Inslee for enabling that group to do what they did. That Many of them in the lawsuit said that, for the most part, they agreed with what the protesters were protesting, but they didn't, you know, they're paying taxes and not getting any services because of what happened. So it's kind of funny that, you know, once once a lawsuit was filed by the people that were being directly affected by this, then it just kind of poops out. 547-1610 is the number, 509-547-1610, if you'd like to join us on the bottom line. Well, and it was interesting because Jenny Dirk and the mayor of Seattle said that they weren't going to forcibly remove people. They were going to uh, express the desire to have them leave without forcibly removing them. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe Mayor Jenny Durkin was onto something there because maybe she knew it was winding down. Maybe she knew that the attention span was waning and that, you know, there was another cause to fight for that they all needed to go rush to. Mm. Um, but it is, it is, it is petering out. And, if it continues at this rate, maybe in the next few days they'll be able to get the East Precinct back. Uh, Supposedly that's the plan. Yes, the plan is to get the East Precinct back into the hands of the police department. And uh, that lawsuit's going to go forward no matter what. Oh, re- yeah. Regardless of whether this oh, ends yeah. or not. Because the I would imagine the the tales, and th- this this to me will be one of the best trials of the year. Because we will get all the details of what was going on in there 
from the residents and business owners that were stuck. They'll be telling stories of what was going on that cameras didn't get to see and that police didn't know about and that the national media that was that was calling this thing such a wonderful experiment, a wonderful socioeconomic experiment, they'll get to find out that it wasn't exactly what they thought it was either, so they should probably put the airplane glue down and pay attention to reality once again because this thing was not love, peace, and geese. No. Uh, some of those stories did come out, not many, and usually with the business owner or resident's uh, face distorted or even voice distorted for fear of retribution yep by the the fine citizens of chaz chop whatever occupiers you mean <laughs> occupiers right. right uh so yeah it'll be interesting i don't to be honest i don't think that this gets to a trial i think the city is going to settle quietly and um just make it go away you know, make make any ne- negative publicity go away. And um, unfortunately, again, or maybe fortunately, depending on, on who you are, the people of the city of Seattle um, are going to have to pay for, for that uh, bailout also in that lawsuit, as well as um, the cleanup of that area um, and just everything... Associate and and don't think for a minute that this is going to be the only lawsuit either. Um, there will be others, well, think, un- undoubtedly. And think about this: um, this will get played out very publicly in a court of law right around election time. Again, I don't think it's going to get that far. I think that they'll settle. The city will settle because they don't want a trial uh, around election time. Absolutely. Let's go to the phones real quick. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? guys this is chris from richmond hey chris hey you guys uh talking about walt disney and stuff like that and kind of bringing back memories uh, i'm uh i'm a little north of 55 now and walt disney was a big part of my childhood growing up um we used to go as a family annually to, to disneyland in southern california it was a you know a company paid thing with the kaiser steel and my gosh I remember going to drive-in theaters the first drive-in theater I ever went to a movie i saw the two it was a double feature walt disney song of the south and the apple dumpling gang you know it it was just like it was yesterday and disney used to have this this shine to it you know for kids it was this really shiny trinket off in the distance and and it seemed to make everything that wasn't really so good in the world have a have a little bit of a rainbow to it and a positive meaning but it, it it just doesn't seem like that anymore. And it almost seems like they're kind of erasing a childhood memories. Um, and yeah, it just, it's too bad. It, it's kind of a sad thing to see Walt Disney go the direction they're going. And their movies really aren't as good as they used to be, to be honest with you. Anyway, that's what I got to say. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we all grew up with Disney something. Right? Movies, cartoons, uh, Disneyland, and then later Disney World in Florida, all that stuff. Doug the movies, but I was a bigger Looney Tunes guy, honestly. Well, I lived in Southern California for a while, and I, I did get to enjoy a couple of times in my childhood 
uh, going to Disneyland, which was awesome. When we come back, we've got a, well, we'll give you a, a hypocrisy moment as we discuss the latest embarrassment for the city of Seattle. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Get a hold of my friends over at RoofMax. I'll tell you what, not only do they do a tremendous job, and when I say tremendous job, I mean they're extremely thorough. They'll get up on your roof. They'll take a look. They'll see if there are any eyesores. Do you need a shingle that needs replaced? Is something maybe turning up they can help fix? So there are little things that they can do to help you out in the process of putting down a state-of-the-art application to add more life to your roof. I'm not kidding. This is a state-of-the-art application developed at Patel Laboratories and Ohio State University. And what it does is it replenishes the oils and essentials that your shingles need to combat harsh summers and brutal winters. It could add 5, 10, maybe even 15 years to the life of your roof. And the cost is 15 to 20% what a new roof would cost. Have them come out and give you a free quote today. They'll tell you if you need a new roof. They'll tell you if their application won't work for you. They'll be upfront and honest with you the entire way. Contact RoofMax today and extend the life of your current roof. So the news broke a little bit earlier today, and uh, a few people have been talking about this, and that is the key arena is no more. Right. Key Arena is no more. We knew that was going to happen. I mean, it's being revamped and it's got a new sponsor. Now, this has nothing to do with the the arena itself is going to be a carbon neutral arena, correct? Something like that. Or or darn close. Yeah, Yeah. darn. Very low. Very low. Very low carbon neutral, you know, so on and so forth. Okay. Which is interesting. There's some science involved. Yeah. Actual science. And, 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 you know, it's the perfect place to try this experiment. Sure. See if it works. Sure. And and it's it's Oak Street doing it. The ownership group decided that they wanted to go in this direction and try and build the stadium in this way. Okay. And that's great. It's fantastic. It's whatever they want to do. It's their building. Yeah. But then we get into the naming rights. Oh, boy. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, buys the naming rights. Instead of naming it Amazon Arena, they named it Climate Pledge Arena. Climate Pledge. Climate Pledge Arena. Hmm. Now, now that's not, that is not the new fragrance of furniture polish. I was going to say, that's probably, well, go ahead. Climate Pledge would probably have an airy, like, you know, mountainous type smell. That's right. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not Climate Pledge. It's Climate Pledge. As in a... A pledge to, to the climate. Yes, to the climate. From a guy whose company emits more metric tons of carbon dioxide than the country of Norway. Well, there's that. Well, hey, I'm going to call this Climate Pledge Arena while we continue to do our part to dump more CO2 into the atmosphere. More than a country, in fact. More than many countries, in fact. But, you know, hey, it's not what you say, it's what you do, right? It's what you, not what you do, it's what you say, in this case. That's true. Here's the thing, um, and this is how I've always felt about naming rights to stadiums and arenas. 
I get it. Okay, you know, I'm I'm I get the 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 fiscal side of the equation. I do, but honestly, honestly, let's be honest here. When a stadium gets a company's name mm-hmm. attached to it, how long is that name actually used? Or let me rephrase that: used properly. You know, you you. Pick a pick a sta- well, okay. Safeco, okay. Safeco Stadium, Safeco Field, Safeco Field, right? In in Seattle, the Mariners, right? Right. How long did it go from Safeco to the Safe to be kind of catchy and trendy and all that stuff? All of a sudden, the sponsor's name is gone. Everyone was calling it the Safe, right? Okay, but but see, you you bank one ballpark ballpark in Arizona, they call it the Bob. Bank One Ballpark right. B O B the Bob. Yeah, the name is when it, when the it name was Bank is gone. It was yeah. for 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 a while for a short yeah. while, and yeah. then people get cute, and they come up with a nickname for it. And once the nickname comes, the the naming right is out the door. So those companies pay multi million dollars to have a stadium or an arena with their company name all over it and nobody calls it that so that leads me to how long before we have a can of yellow furniture polish attached to the arena in seattle that's going to depend on what the team name is yeah because if it's the kraken they'll just call it the crack house (laughs) <laughs> and you won't have to worry See? about the name getting involved. See? Well, but I could, I could, hey, I'd look. almost rather have Amazon Arena than hey, pl- Climate Pledge. I can tell you right now, in, in, in Philadelphia, Citizens Bank Ballpark is called the Bank. Right. Lincoln Financial Field is called the Link. That's right. But the, 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 the arena where the Sixers and Flyers play was originally called the Core State Center, and no, there was no adjustment to that. The Wachovia Center, there was no adjustment to that. Now it's the Wells Fargo Center, there was no adjustment to that. But there was one in the middle that there was an adjustment. And I'll, I'll just say the name and you think about what <laughs> the residents of the city of Philadelphia would have called this building. Okay. The First Union Center. <laughs> Um, and that's exactly what it was called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly what they what they referred to it as. And and the the big wigs at that company were red in the face because they well, spent a ton of money for the residents of Philadelphia to call it that instead. Yes, and the the they were very happy when Wachovia bought First Union. I that's bet all I they were. Say. See, that's but that's the thing. It. <laughs> Uh, all right, so so this whole hockey, Seattle hockey thing, took a little stumble today with this whole climate pledge no, it's arena, the arena thing. I mean, and, and look, it, it's it, this is so Seattle. It I is. Mean, I mean, this is just dripping. This is stereotypical cliche. Yeah, you know who the, loved the announcement today? Oh, oh, dear leader, dear leader loved, loved sure. Dear leader loved it. Loved it absolutely. He oh. did. He, he's buying himself a suite. Buying? I'm sorry. We're buying him a suite. That's right. Yes, we're buying. He, he a is suite. acquiring yes. a suite. Yes, he'll be acquiring a suite through taxpayer dollars. That's right. And never attend one game. Well, yeah, he might attend the first game just so he could stand there in a green suit, waving a 
waving a flag or wearing a hat that says Climate Pledge Arena or something along those lines. Well, we can hope that by the time there's hockey in that arena, he uh, won't be the governor anymore. Oh, right? we can only hope that that's the case, which, uh, you know, again, the whole naming thing is, is just kind of in limbo, too. I mean, they've they've we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and, and, and I really hope that COVID has not given them the opportunity to work a deal to be able to get the name that apparently they wanted first, which would have been as, just as disastrous as Climate Pledge Arena. What? Sockeyes. Oh. That would have been just as disastrous as Climate, Climate Pledge Arena is going to be. How long before the woke crowd in Seattle finds something wrong with Climate Pledge oh, Arena? Oh, no, I, they're going to find something wrong with hockey. Well, yeah. Well, they're gonna, It's the first, racist, the, the isn't first, it? Well, the first time they fight... <laughs> there won't be any fighting. There isn't any fighting now in yeah, NHL. Yeah, they mix it up still every no, once in a while. No, they do not. Not as much as they used to. But no, you, you, get, you get some scrums. Granted, it's not like the good old days when you had full online brawls and goalies mixing it up and everything else. It's it's far removed from those days. But they have a scrum every once in a while. Man, It's not as tough. No, the sport's not what it used to be. I mean. You had haymakers coming in when you when you're sitting there wondering if you know the guy on the ice could go toe to toe with Joe Lewis. It's a different day. It, it, it is. is a different day. But um, yeah, first time a fight breaks out, they'll be their their senses will be offended. They won't be able to. Not, I, I mean that they'll back. just they'll they'll find something wrong. You know, look, isn't Amazon? The one Shama Sawant's been going after? Sure, them and everybody else that makes a profit. That's right. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. That's if you right. make a profit, she wants your money. So I'm I'm really waiting for her and, and some of her ilk uh, to come out against this, even if it is a, a, a pledge to the climate. doesn't exactly say what the pledge is. It could be to pour, mo- pour uh, more CO2 into the climate it, we we make this pledge secretly of course that's right we make this pledge to destroy the environment um is it me or is Shamasi more concerned with the socioeconomic issues and less with the climate issue yeah definitely yeah she, she, yeah she's, well, she's, she's more about what she's social yeah she's more about socialists glo- don't really have a stand on the environment the only global thing she cares about is wealth distribution that's it well so long as she gets most of it <laughs> well of course that's easy that's the reward for for fighting the fight for all these years, but you know, as we got, you got chop falling apart. You've got the climate pledge. It's just such a horrible name. I mean, couldn't you have found a a, a better way to for climate pledge? Now, granted, I'm sure he doesn't really care one way or the other. For him, it's nice publicity. Uh, because you know most of the people that like no, it's nice publicity today. Yeah, with most the announcement of the, people... of the name. If he would have just done it Amazon, then people would be calling it Amazon for a little while. Who's gonna? Okay, who's gonna call I, climate I wanna, pledge I wanna, arena? I want to get. I want to get uh, some sports guy or gal in the Seattle area and and see if they're gonna call it climate pledge arena when when teams start playing there. Honestly. Because I'll tell you, the ones that come up with these cute little uh, nicknames for the stadiums aren't the fans. They're the, the sports people, the announcers, you know, because they all think that they're, they're, they're cute and funny. And they're the ones that come up with it, except for the one, the one that we couldn't mention. The Philadelphia fans, I'm sure, came up with that one. Well, you know, 
547-1610 is the number. 509-547-1610. You can email us too. Going to the website, 610kona.com. The bottom line page. Send us your question or comment. Back after this. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottom line 610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. News Radio 610 KONA 547 is the number. If you'd like to get involved, going right to the phones. Thank you for your patience. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name's Ann. I'm calling from Kennaway. What's on your mind today? So I think they're going to call the Climate Pledge Arena the CPA and they'll call it the Bean for Bean Counters. <laughs> yeah, hey, there you go. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Pretty creative. Let's go to yeah. this, this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hey, guys, how's it going? It's Rock from Pasco. What's up, Rock? Hey, so uh, you guys heard that they were trying to talk about bad naming. You heard they were trying to set up a uh, autonomous zone over in Portland, right? Yeah. And you heard why it fell apart? Because it was going to be called the Portland, Oregon Occupied Protest, or Poop for short. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've got some comedians. we got some smart listeners today. Well, we always do, but... Appreciate yeah, but, the call, but but isn't 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 that isn't that part of the problem? Is that that's kind of you have to avoid some of that on the street anyway? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's the that's the best part of the joke is the, yeah. the double meaning, the the yes, triple the, meaning almost. The, the, yes, the the fact without meaning to be. So yes, um, interesting to say the least. Five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved in the program, coming up at four o'clock. Uh, we will talk with the president of the Washington State Fraternal Order of Police, uh, Detective Marco Monteblanco. They have put out a press release uh, regarding the current situation in Benton County with the Sheriff's Department. So we will talk to uh, Detective Monteblanco about that at 4 o'clock. Um, it's very fluid. That's pretty much all we can say. It very is. Very fluid. It is. And uh, look, it's a tough situation. No matter, no matter where, no matter if you support Sheriff Jerry Hatcher or you don't, um, all of this is taking away from what the primary focus is, and that's the public safety of people in Benton County. Well, and I don't. It is in situations like what you have there. It. Yes, it does impose a challenge to separate the emotional from the the business or the personal from yeah. the professional. But I don't have a doubt that those that are on the street, those that are investigating cases, those that are um, putting on their uniform every day, are doing the absolute best that they can to make sure that while they are on the job and they are in line of duty and they are, they are protecting and serving the community, that that is the farthest thing from their mind. Um, that it's not affecting their ability to serve this community in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but you got to think that they're you know they when they have interactions with some citizens, I'm sure unfortunately it comes up. And look, I'm sure there are questions that they're being asked and questions they can't answer. 
And, you know, that's that's just kind of the nature of the beast because people hear something here or they see something on social media or they wonder what the heck's going on. And, um, you know, they're not necessarily entirely sure about what, you know, what it is that, that they're they're hearing or reading. And, you know, if you're you're a deputy on the road, you you're not, you, you can't really talk about that. It's a, you might not know, number one. And number two, it's not something that you're. You know, you, you, you have your leadership and those representing you for a reason so that you don't talk out of necessarily out of turn. So Yeah. But five four seven one six ten is the number if you have any final thoughts as we get ready to wind down hour number one. And uh, you can email us, too, if you'd like to go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. And uh, you can weigh in on any of the different topics that we've uh, touched down to uh, climate change arena in Seattle to uh, the change of uh, Disney's Splash Mountain, uh, all that stuff. Um, any of it, you're, you're welcome to weigh in. Again, coming up in about, oh, 15, 20 minutes. Well, no. Not 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, about 10 or 12. 10, about 10 or 12. Let me turn your mic back on. Yeah, that'll work. 10 or 12 minutes. Uh, we're going to hear from the, the president of the Washington State Fraternal Order of Police, uh, who also just happens to be a detective with the Kennewick Police Department, mm-hmm. about... Uh, Marco Monteblanco. Yes, about his organization's take on the whole Benton County Sheriff uh, situation. And, and, you know, this is stuff that's that's got to be very difficult for – well, I shouldn't say very difficult. I, I, I've known a lot of law enforcement over the course of my life. I've had good friends, family members, and all of the ones that I've known has been a pretty clear-cut case when it comes to um, standing for right versus wrong. If they believe something's right, they have, you know, they will stand with it. If they believe something is wrong, they will stand against it. Uh, and that's even if it is fellow law enforcement. So I've been fortunate to know people in law enforcement that have not had a conflict as far as that. Um, you know, not everybody is is that way or is, has been around people that have been that clear on where they stand on things. But but. Everyone that I've ever known in law enforcement has not had a dilemma um, that if it's somebody wearing a badge that, that is that is bad or a situation that has involved somebody with law enforcement that's that's bad. It's not just, you know, immediately, well, we've got to, you know, they're, they're, they're one of ours. No, bad is bad, period. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize that more officers really don't want the bad apples because it reflects on all. It makes it harder to do their job. Yeah. When when there is a perception that, you know, that exists, it makes it difficult for them to have trust in the community. It makes, difficult, makes it difficult for them to be able to do their jobs effectively. Um. You know, so it seems that, that, again, there is, you know, another statement regarding the situation surrounding the Benton County Sheriff's Department. And uh, we will talk, as we mentioned, with the president of the Washington State Fraternal Order of Police, Kennewick Detective Marco Monteblanco, about the release that they put out today and the contents therein. 
and what they would like to, what outcome they would like to see. Everybody's looking for the best outcome, obviously, but um, what it is they're hoping to see as a result of their press release put out earlier today.